Browning the Miami Heat, knighting the Golden Knights. They didn't touch the trophy. More drama from this panel than last night's game. That's what I'm hoping for. Real quick, if Tatum doesn't tweak himself, is the outcome different? I'm not sensing you guys think that. And coming up, the cafeteria matchup in the finals. Heat your nuggets, Woody Page. Let's go. You're going to crush those nuggets, Woody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the amount of puns you're going to give us in this matchup. By the way, that's my direct order for my children every night. Heat the nuggets, Dad. <laughs> so none of you think the outcome is different if Tatum is untweaked. It was the first play. He said he was a shell of himself. Either way, this series, man, I mean, it went from over to near the greatest comeback, biggest collapse ever, to over again in a matter of minutes last night. How Boston disintegrated again at home. How Miami and Jimmy Butler guaranteed and backed it up in Boston. And how we got a Caleb Martin Road Game 7. History now in the NBA has not a Jason Tatum, not a Jalen Brown Game 7, but a Caleb Martin Game 7. George Chisano, you want to crown him? Crown your Miami Heat. You had it from the start. <laughs> but also, how do you even put this team to words today? Tony, it's the embodiment of Heat culture, and I know people roll their eyes at that, but after that <laughs> yes, Game 6 you're loss, right about that. Right? After that Game 6 loss, everyone wrote them off, and you saw the defiance in Eric Spolster and Jimmy Butler in the immediacy after that game, and then Spolster doubling down on that defiance in their pregame shoot-around. It's the Caleb Martins of the world, the Max Druces, Gabe Vincents, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is something that is part of Pat Riley's legacy going back to the Knicks days with Starks and Mason. But with the Heat especially, this is what they are all about. And ultimately, Jason Tatum's injury, I think, played a factor. I don't think there's any question. But Malcolm Brogdon said it best. Before the series, he talked about how the Heat would now tough them. And he said in the postgame, they were way more composed than we were in this Game 7. So despite Jason Tatum's incredible gifts and athleticism and ability, I just think Miami was tougher than them and was tougher than everyone they faced to this point in the postseason. Monica McNutt, if you could put these heat to words right now after an eight seed advances to the final and the way they beat Boston in Boston in Game 7. I would just say that they were the hungrier team. I mean, they were the better team despite the Celtics having more talent. And for whatever case you want to make about momentum, it certainly shifted just like Jason Tatum's ankle. But there is no number when it comes to these Celtics that gave you an overwhelming amount of confidence in terms of them being able to close out. I don't even remember which show it was, but they are literally 50-50 in elimination games uh, at home. <laughs> and then this is a team that is five and six should the game have been close in the fourth quarter, five and six in terms of clutch victories late in game. And so... Those numbers, there's plenty of room for the Heat to take over as a team that is also experienced having been here last year and doing everything they could not to have the same results. Oh, wait, hold on a second. Did you just cite yourself from another show that you're on, but you didn't even remember what show it was? Well, all I know is I said, don't count the ah, Heat out. And Woody was Page, get in there. <laughs> <laughs> Monica, I've seen you on a dozen shows this week, but I only do one show. Yeah, I bring Woody my Page. Stuff right to you, Tony. And, George is talking about Miami culture. Well, I respond that Boston had an amoeba. They had no culture. They weren't in yogurt. I just think they could. When you have a team that goes zero from 12 correct, but. from the three-point three line, zero for a dozen from mm -hmm. the three-point line, game, yeah. and the coach doesn't make any adjustments.
adjustments whatsoever. This was a team that when it shot 20% from the three-point line, it lost games. When they shoot 40%, so you can't totally depend on that. They just couldn't get consistent enough to go inside, and when they did lose uh, their best player on the first play of the game, they, they didn't have anything to respond with. Brown was terrible for the game. He had maybe his worst game of his career. Tatum couldn't position himself at the three-point line where he didn't have to jump. And okay, gotta- Woody, I, I think I would never even try to put words in your mouth. I don't even think that's possible. But I asked about the Heat, but you think I, it seems like this was more about what Boston didn't do than what Miami did. Okay, David Dennis Jr., can you take what Woody just said and, and answer that? Is it more about what Boston didn't do or what Miami did? Well, I think when I mentioned on this on debatable last night, okay. I think this I said that this ridiculous. was the, <laughs> all about that heat culture that we talk about. And the, Pat Riley, and it starts at the top. Pat Riley is now going to be in 25 percent of all NBA finals in NBA history. This guy knows how to get to these championships. But what the Heat did is they executed in a way that even with Jason Tatum was healthy, that he has not shown that him and the Celtics could overcome. First is the fact that they were shot 50% from three-point line in game seven. That's the third time they did that in this series. They did that three times all regular season. And then also Spolstra understood that that zone defense was something that the Celtics could not overcome. Missoula and that team could not figure that out. There were 34 possessions where Miami Heat had zone defense and the Celtics only scored 19 points. They could not overcome those two things with or without Jason Tatum. Mm. 3% chance is what ESPN BPI gave Miami before this series. That's an old-time oof for people of our ilk. But now the finals are here, and you ready? Here it is, 8% BPI. Is 8% chance for Miami the right number here? I want your number and how you see it. And David, maybe, is there a path to victory for these Heat versus Woody's Nuggets? There's a path. It's rocky. It's rough. <laughs> it's about forty percent of a path, but I, you know, it's there. Okay. I, it's it's hard something. to. It's yeah. It's hard to bet against this Heat team. They've overcome so much in this, these playoffs. They're gonna. Their best shot is they have to win Game One. Hope some of that rust uh, is is affecting Denver. But the the Heat won three road games in Boston. They closed out Milwaukee in Milwaukee, and if they can figure out how to affect that pick-and-roll defense with Butler and Adebayo at the point Mm -hmm. of attack, they can really impact that offense. The zone won't work. The Nuggets are 1.2 points per possession against the zone, which is the best in the league. They have to figure out how to do it man-on-man on on that pick-and-roll. Great stats from David Dennis Jr. Monica McNutt, Uh, 8% chance for Miami this series. Dare you go higher than ESPN's BPI. Here's the thing, Tony. I'm going to put the percentage at like 45% because I think the Heat okay, have earned that they can find all the too. odds to get here. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds like a big number, but they're here, and that's a big deal. I will say, though, in, th- in terms of things that are not tangible, the Nuggets have been waiting to have a healthy squad in the postseason since the bubble. And so I think there's yeah. a hunger and a fire there, a chip on this team's shoulder that is going to manifest itself as okay. they navigate through these finals. So that's chip versus culture. That's what we're dealing with. Denver's got a chip. Miami's got culture. Woody's just <laughs> Lying in wait here like a lion on the savannah as Miami's chances are growing with each panelist. George Sedano, I go to you. Tony, I'm going to give the Heat a 51% chance. I got there it seven is. in this series, Ooh. okay? Because I think if okay. the Nuggets defense, albeit much better than it's been in the past, and it's a <laughs> top 10 defense since December 15th, 
Their defense at the rim is not good. They give up 69% at the rim. I think that mm. that is a recipe for success for Miami, particularly with Jimmy Butler getting to the free throw line and controlling the pace. I think that over a seven-game series, if Miami can find four games to control the pace, I think that they can win this series. I also think they're the deeper team at this point. I did the Nuggets series against the Lakers. I've done them about a dozen times this year. They've shrunk their rotation to about seven. If Tyler Hero comes back, Miami may have more guys mm. that can make an impact coming and off the, the timeline bench. on Tyler Hero is very interesting. He could be available for the NBA yes. Finals here. Woody, you just heard George pick Miami over Denver. You heard George, how he's covered them a dozen times this year. <laughs> You've done it for 47 years, please. Uh, the Nuggets have the, the joker you have on this panel today, the joke times three with those people. Whoa, Guess what? there we go. He's getting hot. All right, here what? we go, Woody. Woody. Bring it home the for heat, us. Yes, the Heat don't have a puncher's chance. They don't have a hunter's chance. They don't have a numbers cruncher's chance. They have not a chance of beating the Denver Nuggets, who are going to sweep and be the Legion of Broom for two consecutive series because they're oh, a better team sweep. overall. They're, but yes, absolutely. <sighs> Miami's already scared. They came immediately to Miami, Denver wait, whoa, 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 whoa. to get well, I'm taking, I'm taking the firework. Miami's scared. How'd you get there? How'd you get there, Woody? <laughs> they booked a charter to come here before the game last night because they want to get acclimated to the altitude. And when you start worrying about the altitude and not the opposition, you're in real trouble. And I'm hearing about old players, if they come back in the series, we don't even know that, rather than the fact that the Nuggets have all healthy players. Miami was in the 20s in every offensive category. The Nuggets were in the top six in three and in the teens in the other two. There's no way offensively that a team that averages over 116 points a game will not score those when we saw a team that just struggling to get to 100 points in the playoffs. Wow. I don't think there's any chance that Miami can overcome uh, the Nuggets because of what they Listen want to, to do. Listen to how confident Woody Page is. Say it again, Woody. You have a sweep here. Yes, they have won 40 games at home. It's going to be virtually impossible for Miami to come back from the Boston series and win a game. All right, everybody wants back in. Sedano on, on Woody saying Miami's scared. <laughs> uh, okay, first of all, no, nobody's scared of anyone. Let's start with that part of the equation. Um, secondly, those numbers you You're cited about of Miami's offense are all from the regular season. I don't know if you realize that, but this is the postseason. Miami's offense in the postseason has been very efficient. They may not be able to, they may not putting, be putting up 116 points, but they are absolutely being very efficient when they are out there offensively. David, you're in. The idea that being prepared equals being scared is crazy to me. The Celtics were the second best offense and defense, and they just lost the Miami uh, the Miami Heat team. The playoffs are all that matters. Monica matter. McNutt like on Woody's uh, sweet prediction. Woody, you gotta at least give. This is arguably going to be the most formidable opponent that the Nuggets have run up on. They have one less game in terms of winning in clutch time. No. The Heat are prepared for a battle. He's not buying any of it, Woody. I look. This is this is your moment, Woody. Rise to the occasion. <laughs> yeah. Before the season, before the playoffs, and I'm still sticking with it. Bad from the start. All right. Woody Page, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back with Buyer Sell Next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. How to even begin to assess the Celtics right now after the meltdowns this postseason? It's a legit question I would ask. Would it have been better if if Boston just got swept after getting their hopes up the way, maybe for some of their fans, we saw some uh, uh, Bill Simmons. I saw him uh, just frozen face looking at Boston lose another game at home. What the garden has become. So does Boston look at the Tatum Brown pairing now? Stay with them, break them up. The machinations of Brown here as Supermax awaits and he has to make a decision. Boston has to make a decision and the uh, a decision on Joe Missoula maybe as well if he's the future as coach Monica start big do you make a move to move away from Tatum and Brown if you're boss you do not Tony these two guys are young they're prolific scorers and they both can defend the entire league wishes that they had a one-two punch okay. you look at that coaching staff yes Joe Missoula was elevated but don't forget Will Hardy's now in Utah Damon Stoudemire went back to the college game and I don't know that they replaced Missoula's position so that's three assistants that the last head coach had that Missoula didn't. And so I think you look at the coaching staff first, you give these guys a shot at continuity. That would be, they've had three coaches in three years. Like, give them a shot at continuity. So that's a flat-out no. Do not break up Tatum and Brown specifically. David Dennis Jr., same question to you. Same answer. You absolutely do not break up this tandem. They've made five conference finals and one NBA finals already, and both of these guys are not even 30 yet. This season started from hell. They lost their coach mere weeks before the season started and had to get a guy who has to had to face off against the best coach in the league, Spolstra, in the conference finals. Give them a chance to have an offseason to figure this out, to get stability like Monica mentioned. Also, try to find a point guard. Malcolm Brogdon was not the facilitator they, they, they th- thought he was. Marcus Smart is not. They need somebody who can facilitate with the ball a little bit more. Woody Page. Yes, absolutely. I agree with the two panelists before me. You don't get rid of two guys that are in the top drawer of the league like that. You keep them. What you do is go out and get a veteran coach to help Missoula. He didn't get an offseason. He didn't get any time to prepare his staff. 
before the season. He's learning from this experience. You don't get rid of any of them. You add to what you have. The assistant coaches, a point guard, someone up that can help you with rebounds. That will make a difference. And George Sedana, you've heard three argue. you got to keep them together. But just seeing how it played out this series and the ebbs and flows of Tatum and Brown's games when, when so much attention was on them, would you split them up? Tony, make this a clean sweep, unlike the sweep that Woody was predicting earlier. It's going to be all four for keeping Tatum and Brown together. Uh, look, Tony, they're 25 and 26 years old. Whatever happened to, I don't know, growing through a process together? And to Monica's point earlier, she alluded to the fact that they haven't had a lot of continuity uh, in regards to their coaching situation. I think some tweaks are in order here. A point guard like David mentioned, I don't know how many actual traditional point guards there are, not very many, but someone at least that's less of a scorer. I also think they could use a 3 and D wing, and they could use another big man because Al Horford is getting up there. All right, so bring everybody back. Yeah, but they could use – okay, but the idea here, not, Damian Lillard's name has been out there? You don't, no. No. No, Jalen Brown still has to commit no. to Boston, I guess. He's the one who's got to put his name on paper, too. Okay. Some news in the data report from Golden State. President and GM Bob Myers stepping down from the Warriors. Called the architect of this dynasty. And how much credit does he deserve for that? And, and who might be next for Golden State? George, what will it take for Golden State to keep continuity here and have success without Myers? Tony, I think in the interim, they should consider Steve Kerr doing both jobs. I know that's not easy, and they're both diametrically opposed to each other at times, but Steve Kerr has been a general manager with the Phoenix Suns previously, and remember, that team got to a conference finals. So I think that he could use some help. They'll have to kind of rebuild the front office a little bit, but Bob Myers deserves a ton of credit. He helped build the dynasty. He helped get them KD. He navigated after KD. He's an incredible executive. Woody, are you shaking your head no to the idea of Steve Kerr split between coach and no, he concentrates on coach. You go directly to Mike Dunleavy Jr. He was Myers' top assistant. He knows exactly what the culture there is, George, as you know, and he will continue it. This is a team that's in decline, but I think Dunleavy taking a new approach to it from the inside that they can continue to be a profound David team. David Dennis Jr.? Yeah, you absolutely do not want to have uh, coach and GM be the same person with this type of nuance that it's going to take to get with the new CBA and these aprons and all of these penalties and the way they have to navigate some of these contracts. The first thing the Warriors need to do is abandon this idea that you can build to the future while trying to win a championship at the same time. Tool around your primary, your Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond, and stop trying to do this thing with these young guys. Move them and wow. try to win the championship now. Future is now. All right. Monica McNutt. <laughs> I just want everybody to know that that came from a very personal place from David Dennis Jr., which I find appealing. Um, look, I think Dunleavy makes sense. He's been there. The next couple of years, couple seasons, this particular contract summer is going to be huge for the Warriors in terms of setting their direction, whether they're building with what they have or they're looking ahead to the future. It's not going to be easy. I don't think they should bring in a rookie. I don't think they should just empower somebody's uh, child to take be promoted into that position because it's going to be real, real tricky in Golden State. Vegas 6, Dallas 0, complete obliteration last night. Carrier, Carlson, Colsar, Marche So, Carlson, Amadio. That lineup scored six in a closeout game. They did not touch the Campbell Bowl. A first-time cup winner guaranteed for this final. Vegas, Florida. Woody, what are you buying from this night's run? 
Well, the Knights have learned from their last experience in the finals when they did touch the trophy. So they're not getting anywhere near it until it's over with. Uh, impressive, impressive run. Impressive finish last night on the road in Dallas. I love the, the, the captain, Mark Stone. I think William Carlson's a great player. And good goaltending. They made a change in coaches. That's made a difference. It's a great team, I think, going into the finals. David Dennis win. Jr.? I'm buying the Vegas Vegas Knights defense. This star's offense won the top in the league, and they ended this series with only 12 goals in six games. They only had 12 shots on goal last yeah. night. That Vegas Knights defense is is stifling, and if they're going to win, they're going to have to use that to carry them. Monica McNutt. At the risk of losing points on this one, Tony, just hang with me. I'm buying everything about the Vegas Knights in terms of how to do expansion well, as it is a topic in the WNBA right now. Like, this is an organization that added and immediately was prepared, prepared rather, to compete. That's a big deal. Two trips to the final. Such a short time. Sedano after the horn, but you got the points, so don't sweat it. Uh, Tony, <laughs> it, it, look, it, this is about Carlson and, and Hill. Uh, you know, Hill had two shutouts this postseason, both in this series, and then Carlson, 10 goals already this postseason. It's just an incredible combination that they have at the moment. That's the combination. Dennis and Sedano for showdown. Paige McNutt, front row seats for it. Enjoy it. We'll be back Get the broom for Woody. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. George Sedano, David Dennis Jr., good luck in showdown. Only time for one, and it's the 76ers set to hire Nick Nurse as head coach, reportedly. George is reporting that Nurse chose the Philly job over the Suns. So here's the debate, George. Is Nurse making the right choice? Philly over Phoenix. Yeah, Tony, because Phoenix doesn't have a lot of draft capital to make moves at this point. And Embiid's worst numbers were against Nick Nurse. Now he's got the guy who made him look as bad as he could look in this mm. scenario. So got to go with Nurse with Philly. I love the comment. David Dennis Jr. It's not about draft picks. It's about picking the best player. Nick Nurse picked the best player that was that he could coach, which is the current the current MVP. James Harden's probably going out of town, and you can build around him in the same way he built around Kawhi Leonard and won a championship. George? Yeah, but the best players are acquired with draft capital. Future players, for sure. So nobody's saying he should have taken Durant and Booker over Embiid. This is very interesting. I think you won the argument, George Sedano, and you get the FaceTime. 
Thank you, Tony. So I saw yesterday was the anniversary of the movie Up, the Pixar movie. One of the saddest movies I've ever seen. Like that and Marley and Me are the two saddest movies I've ever seen. But it got me thinking and going down a Pixar rabbit hole. And you know I love to make these rankings and people get really upset on social media about them. But I'm gonna go here. The number one Pixar movie, Toy Story 2. Kind of like how The Godfather 2 is the best mm. Godfather movie. Yeah. Toy Story 2, better animation, better storytelling, just more characters. Give me Toy Story 2 as the number one Pixar movie. George Dano. And we've got our Woody right here. Thanks for today, Woody. Sorry, David Woody. Dennis Jr., new podcast, <laughs> yes. Rap Stories, launches this week. Check it out. June 1st. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.